Welcome to the Walk by Faith podcast. I am your loving host, John McBride III, where we live for Christ and die to self daily. Our scripture or purpose is John chapter 17, verse 4. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work that you gave me to do. Before we get started, let's read the disclaimer. I am not a licensed counselor or therapist. I am only sharing my experiences, thoughts, and Bible applications as I know it pertaining to the situations discussed. Let's get started. TGIF family. Welcome back to another Walk by Faith Friday. Our gracious, kind, loving Father, we thank you once again for allowing us to be here, wanting, willing, and able to hear your word. Help us to truly know and understand we can never run from you, but always we should run to you. Be with us and guide us. In Jesus Christ's name, let us say amen. So, let's go back down memory lane a little bit. Do you remember playing hide-and-go-seek when you were younger? You would always try and find good hiding places so that no one could find you. How about when you broke a dish or got a bad grade you know most of the times we would then try and hide these things so we wouldn't get punished lastly did you always clean your room when you were told to or did we just throw everything in the closet or put it underneath the bed But believe you me, either way, our parents knew what we did and knew where to find us for that butt whooping. I'm sorry, that beating. So the lesson for today is entitled, You Can Run, But You Cannot Hide. Let us think about something for a minute. How often do we forget that God our Father knows all and sees all? All the time, 24-7. He is watching over us, protecting us, and guiding us. That is a powerful statement all by itself. So hopefully you have your Bibles. Let's go ahead and turn to the book of Jonah, chapter 1. Once again, this book is Jonah, chapter 1. And I will be reading from the English Standard Version. And it reads as follows. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up, 
and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Verse 5. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused a terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us? They demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the land. Verse 10. The sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Oh, why did you do this? They groaned. And since the storm was getting worse, all the time they asked him, what should we do to you to stop the storm? Throw me into the sea, Jonah said and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. Instead, the sailors rolled even harder to get the ship to land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them, and they couldn't make it. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death. O oh Lord, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Verse 15. Then the sailors picked up Jonah. And they threw him into the raging sea. And the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power. And they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Verse 17. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. Now I know we read that whole chapter, but I promise you it was well worth it. So we see in verse 1 that Jonah was called for a purpose. Because he was a man of God. He was a prophet. And he was told to preach. So that meant 
God had things in store for him. Many times in life, we are looking for our purpose, but yet God knows your purpose and mine and wants to call on us so that we may use it. We see that God wanted Jonah to go to a land that was wicked and needed guidance. Where has God placed you or asked you to go so that others may see Christ-like experiences and examples? You and I should be that one that they see Christ in through all situations. We may be the only Bible that they see. But like Jonah, we are either running from God or running to God. Because we don't want to obey or because we think it's another way. Our way. God our Father would not call us for a task if he didn't think we could handle it. When God sends you and me, it is his reputation that we put on the line. Last time I checked, God has no losses at all on his record. And that is a blessing to know and understand our God never fails. He never lies. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Our God is awesome. Why do we not want to serve him? Let's go back to verse number three. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarsus. He bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarsus. We always run and flee from God. But do we ever wonder what is waiting for us on that destination we're trying to get to? Which that way we seem it must be right. In order for me to get out of this, I would rather go this way because I don't want to do what God asked me to do. But why have we not wanted to please God in doing what he asks? Why not have a desire and a destined place with God's approval in mind? You see, most of the time we desire to do what we want to do. But once we put God first, and we do what he desires, he already has a designed and designated place for us. And he has the best places where we want to be because once we are with him, all things can be done for him and his glory. Verse four and verse five. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea. 
causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for their lives, the desperate sailors shouted to their gods, which is lowercase g, for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. How often do we think we've made it? Made it far from God's reach and plans, only to feel comfortable for a little while. I'm gonna share a story. I've been having real bad toothaches. And um, you know, there's no worse pain than having a toothache. And uh, I took something for it and it helped out. But lo and behold, after a couple of hours later, you know, after feeling comfortable, feeling like I can eat anything or drink anything, it started coming right back. How many times do we think we are comfortable making us think that I'm good? God is not here. He's allowed me to do whatever I want. But best believe you me, he's watching. He's waiting to get you back with him once you make that decision. We see Jonah was in a deep sleep on the bottom of that ship on the end of verse 5. He thought he was comfortable. You know, anytime you're in a deep sleep, you you feeling real good. And you feel like all your cares are going away. You see, we need to be careful not to sleep away our destiny. God has plans for us. And he needs us at that particular destination for his purpose. We cannot allow Satan our feelings, or our stubbornness to adjust God's course or from his divine favor in our life. Many times if you have seen a farmer try to plow, the cow would either go straight or some cows may be stubborn and move left to right, and that makes it hard for that farmer to plant and to make his crops go right. Many times, God is trying to get us to go left or go right, but yet we are stubborn because we think we know it's right. We think we know it's best. But if you pay attention to who's leading you, you should not have any worries going to that destination. I find it interesting that Jonah didn't want to preach to ungodly people in Nineveh because these people were savages. They were wicked. They were just unruly and not God's people, which we can understand. God, I don't want to go to that environment. Them are not my people. I don't want to get rubbed off the wrong way by all these things that they're doing. I don't want to start serving other gods. I want to serve you. I want to do what's best for you and your kingdom. Maybe that's what Jonah was thinking. But yet he preached to some who were not God's people. 
and converted them on the ship. So we're going to read verses 6 through 10, and then we're going to read verses 14 through 16. So 6 through 10 reads as follows. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused a terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Why has this awful storm come down on us? They demanded. Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Verse 10, the sailors were terrified when they heard this, for he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. How, or should I say, oh, why did you do it? They groaned. Just throwing something in here. It seems like in verse number nine, when Jonah states, I'm a Hebrew and I am worshiping as always the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. Jonah was trying to make it known that who he was, who his real identity was. He had to remind himself where I am a Hebrew. I worship the Lord who made the land and the sea. And these were powerful words that made these sailors frightened because they obviously have heard of Jonah's God and knew who he was and what he was capable of doing. Verse 14. Then they cried out to the Lord, Jonah's God. Oh, Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh, Lord, you have sent the storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailors picked Jonah up and threw him into the raging sea. And the storm stopped at once. Verse 16. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power. And they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. Our God is truly awesome and powerful. I keep telling you why do we not want to serve him. But yet these sailors knew what time it was. And knew what they needed to do. And offered a sacrifice. And gave a vow to serve him. A couple of verses prior to they were serving their gods. Each one had a different god that they served. But yet we see one way or the other, God is going to get his praise with you, through you, or without you. So today, at this moment, are you fleeing from God? Like Jonah? Like I've done and others? Is God causing a storm to shake your life up?
so you can get back on track? Or what if you like the sailors who didn't know God? But through this message or through other people, know who he is now and just don't know how to connect with him. God doesn't ask much of us. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to surrender to him. He wants you to give all of yourself to him. All that you have so that he may supply all of your needs. In order to come to him, you need to hear the gospel. Acts 15, 7. Believe in Jesus, who is God's son, who lived, died, buried, was buried and resurrected for our sins. That's the gospel. That's the good news. John 8, 21, 24. Then you must repent of sins. Acts chapter 17, verse 30 and 31. Next, confess Christ. Acts 8, 36 through 38. Then you must be baptized, not sprinkled, not running your hand through the water, not putting your feet in, but be submerged deep, 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 deep down in the water. Be dipped and come back up as a new creature. Acts 2, 38. Lastly, remain faithful. giving him all of you. Not just Sundays, not just Wednesdays, but just a lifestyle. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. I hope and pray that this message has helped you to understand and realize we cannot run from God, but yet we try. But whether you look left, right, behind you, especially in front of you, he is always there, ready, with the open arms to receive you. Pass this message on to others who you know are not living right, who are not in the Lord. Even the ones who are living in the Lord, give it to them as well. We all need God. We all need confidence, reassurance that we cannot do anything without him and that we need him. Why run away from the one who can supply all of your needs? I hope and pray you have a great Friday, a great weekend, and a great week next week. And I'll see you again next Friday, Lord willing. Be blessed. Remember to live for Christ and die to self daily.